This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. How is everybody doing on this lovely quarantine day again? On the line here, I have the anarchist, Aiden Rain. How's it there? How's, how, how's it going, buddy? That's all right. You know, I can't really complain. Still getting to work, so <laughs> stuck inside the house every day. Oh, same. Uh, I feel bad for everybody who has to work from home. or. My mom got laid off, so like it's definitely some crazy times. Oh yeah, and since it's we're doing this in the evening, there yeah. you go. I've already got one, man. Yeah, cheers, Salud. Cheers. Uh, well, while I'm uh, while I'm uh, pouring, man, how? When did you first find the spark for professional wrestling? I've always watched it. Um, you know, probably like maybe a couple years where I didn't, but for the most part, it's always been watched. Whether it was my grandmother or my mom by myself friends um as for getting into a live i think god i was at least in my 20s before i actually like got to go to a wwe event and um like i went to access as a kid but it wasn't a live show it was just kind of like the you know carnival kind of show matches that were there just kind of showing off a little bit but yeah, I think the first show I went to was uh, a Monday Night Raw. It was at, what was it? Scotia Bank, maybe? No. What was before that? What did they, for the hell did the Leafs play before that? Uh, Maple, Maple Leaf Gardens? Or the Air Canada Center? It was the ACC. It ACC? was the ACC is where I was. Yep. And, uh,. Shawn Michaels was actually still wrestling, so <laughs> so it was that long ago. <laughs> it was when like I went to my first one, and then after that, it was still watched. Um, family friend of my mom's uh, was involved with the company in uh, Kitchener. Um, what do they call themselves then? Uh, I think it was either conflicts. I think it was conflict or tri city wrestling or something like that back in the day um they were having rhino on uh the show and i was like my mom was like oh you know we got invited to go so i went saw like an indie show live and was able to like talk to rhino and that's kind of where it was that huh i mean i can go 20 minutes and see all this stuff so that's where i think the biggest spark of it came because myself i was I, I was a WWE guy for the longest time. I had no idea what the indies were. I had no idea there were indies or anything going on. And I just watched what was on TV. And then a buddy of mine literally just brought 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 a poster to work work one day. And he's like, okay, we got to go. I'm like, all right. Yeah, I'm in. I'm anything for a night, well, a night out. Yeah. And we went to go see some indie wrestling and it was a crazy time and was what show I, was that at the time um that was the hardcore road trip show part one the first one or? yeah first 
first yeah. first one in London. Uh, first time I actually got to meet people and yeah. Uh, I told the death proof story many many times about meeting 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 those guys for the for the very first time and when uh, Amato brought me around to meet everybody, which was kind of <laughs> kind of kind of very cool. But I um I I was already I was talking to Warhead at the time of the hard, the first hardcore road trip, but I hadn't started really getting involved yet. Um. May have been training at the time because I know I was only greenlit for about six months for the second one. So I think I was training during the first one. Yeah, and the second one has turned into an infamy, (laughs) an infamous story, and that lovely place will no longer hold wrestling events because of that. Um, I have tried. Really? Uh, no, they were one of the venues I was looking for for uh, for Ethan for when I did the charity show last yeah. summer. Yeah, they were one of the venues I was looking at because it's a great wrestling venue. And then I found an even better venue, which worked with me and was cheaper and uh, gave me the best possible price I've heard of anybody getting 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 a venue for. Hardcore road trip. I paid for my hotel to be on that show. Oh wow. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't get shit, man. <laughs> oh no, hardcore hardcore road trip was in. Although I won't lie, like, yeah, I paid for my own hotel to be on that show, but uh, at least I wasn't like guys like Masada and stuck no hotel, no pay. <laughs> yes, and I have a wonderful Masada story that I. So do I, oddly enough, uh, actually. No, I was I... actually at that road trip. Yep, he was. And, um, Night one, when it was before the night, no, okay, so it was it was a three day weekend because we had the first night, which was the night to mm-hmm. get there, and then the show day, and then leave day. Yep. First night there, we were drinking with everyone, I got so inebriated. I was like, I'm going to bed, and everyone else still did whatever they did. Um, fucking next day at the show. I'm trying to get a beer after my my match, and this this band is just like, yo, you kicked me out of the room. You didn't let me party with you guys. And I'm like, what? Like, no. I was sleeping. I was not partying in the hotel room. Turns out, I think it was Jeff Black and Lily Lilac's room, and he got kicked out by somebody because he was obnoxious. <laughs> um, and he was trying to make a go at me, and all of a sudden, I'm just like, wait, what? Um no clue what's going on completely blindsided exhausted from already wrestling and all of a sudden here just up pops masada in between me and this guy and goes no i kicked you out so you're gonna do what about it <laughs> so here's this like big old texan dude just like no i did it keep picking on the kid and see what happens and i was just like uh masada i, th- I think i owe you a beer right now <laughs> <laughs> yes i at that show, before the craziness happened, it was me, Masada, Necro Butcher, and Rob Rage standing at the bar, and I'm just feeling like which one of these is not like the other right now. Um, and that was, yeah, just got to talk to Masada about his Japan trips, and Necro kept asking me to 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 buy him a beer, and Rob 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 Rage was just standing there chatting. 
that it was a and and an interesting day. That day was hectic because apparently, from what I heard, is a bunch of the guys actually found dude's address and like drove to his house. I, <laughs> like, um, I I gave them the address. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, from that point on, I don't know what happened. I don't know any more of the story after after that because I'm like, yeah, same. I'm just thinking, can I be held liable for this? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, um, I I had his address because he, I kept the envelope in my pocket because that's where the tickets were, and then I just gave Masada the dude's address, and he's like, is this legit his mailing address? He's like, yeah. Thank you. I'll be right back. Um, <laughs> And that's that's when me and my buddy Ryan decided, okay, it's time to go home now. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was a crazy, crazy thing. And back to back to training. Where 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 did you you act, actually train? Uh, squared Circle with uh, Rob Fuego in Toronto. Um, other guys that came out of that school were like Saber. Uh, Vertigo, I know Fuerza did some time in there, Brent Banks, Tarek, um, Suave, um, Suave, uh, oddly enough, Gail Kim, Edge, Christian, uh, although I believe they were trained by uh, Hutchinson in the same school. Oh. Um, but, yeah, there's some interesting names that from Ontario Indie and that have definitely come out of that school. So, And you know what? Ontario Indie is just it's so hot right now with all the shows going on and all the wrestling and I'm absolutely loving it. Like I'll go travel from London to Windsor, Hamilton, Toronto. Yeah, uh, you can go almost anywhere now. And there's 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 good shows. Yeah, like Smash is putting on the fan Hollow shows two blocks from my house. <laughs> That's go. great. I love being able to walk and be like Oh, I'm going to go watch uh, Tyson Dukes and Carter Mason wrestle. Okay. Hey, it's two blocks from my house. This is great. <laughs> Can you kind of describe your first day training and the first bump? I love getting that. Uh, um, first rate, oddly enough, first day training um, and first bump are not the same day. Um, first bump was actually in a ring with... Um, a guy named Marcus Ryan, also known as Custom, or Uncle Custom, to most <laughs> most of the guys around around here, um, was actually with him in that uh, the company that I was saying, the uh, Tri City or Conflict. They'd gotten a new ring. I was part of Ring Crew, so I had to learn how to set it all up. Um, I went to the team build that day to build the ring, and it was just me and another guy. And Custom was there, and Custom was like, well, fuck, you guys built it. Like, do you want to, like, see what it kind of is like? And he showed us kind of how to bump and how to hit the ropes. And first bump, my brain, I thought was going to come out my nose in a scramble. It just rings your bell entirely. You're not expecting it. You're figuring, like, you know, you watch these guys bump for 20 minutes and just like, oh, look at them go. And you go and take a first one. You're like, my brain is going to come out my goddamn nose. Uh, then it was like, oh, well, like check out what the ropes are 
like and uh, this ring was actually like legit thick bull rope so when you hit them like the next day you just had huge welts like it was literally just a bull rope and tape and bounce off from candy <laughs> see how it goes well I love 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 the first bump uh, story because um, I've taken one bump in my entire life and I knocked myself out because, there you go. Um, yeah, uh, because honestly, I had no idea what I was doing, and to this day, I still don't remember anything after that. You got that's called a concussion, my dude. <laughs> this was the late '90s, so they were like, "Oh, come back, come back later, walk it out." Um, I didn't know anything, and training's different now than it was was back then because I'm kind of older as older older as fuck. So, uh, different training styles are like, okay, just do this. Okay. Just walk off your part, right? Oh, yeah. You'll be good. Good. Um, um, I, yeah. So, so, going back to the first day bump and first day training, my first day training, oddly enough, was um, I was sitting at home. I'm pretty sure my Facebook messenger goes off and it's a message from Moorhead. You got 20 bucks and a Red Bull. Yeah, I, I can come up with that. He's like, all right, cool. Give me 20 minutes and I'll be at your house. Shows up to my house. Give him 20 bucks in the Red Bull. Uh, we drive to Hamilton to... It, I swear to God, it was like, you know, like those art loft apartments kind of deals? It was one of them with a ring in it. Um, who was in there? Uh, Steve Brown was in there. Sabrina Kyle was there. I can't remember what the school was called, but it was kind of just where I got there and kind of pulled me to like one corner of the ring and just kind of dealt with me for a little bit. And uh, it was an interesting day just watching everyone kind of like do the, what they do. And then uh, after that day, boy, I basically like, oh, well, do you want to do a real like a real school and see what it's like? And I was like, hell yeah, you give me the info and uh, we'll go from there. Finding a school even back 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 then was a little more difficult than it is now and there's there's schools popping up which is great i'm saying that's awesome people getting properly trained by proper proper uh, people and not really doing the whole back the backyard thing first and killing themselves before they even step into a uh, uh, proper proper ring and it just because back then you needed to know somebody who could kind of vouch for you i think and it was more of a yo this guy knows this guy who knows this guy knows this guy kind of deal and uh yeah i lucked out I'm just kind of ended up with the warhead as my you know knows a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy <laughs> <laughs> oh and i must ask do you remember the first time we actually met honestly my man i have a horrible memory for any oh, of that I, stuff i There's, know there are still workers that be like, oh, no, 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 we've met before. We have? It was like, um, it was before your first match at the rock pile. I met you in the bathroom put, put, putting on uh, on eye, the eyeliner, I think. I'm like, Sounds hey. about accurate, yeah. My <laughs> Shannon Moore-ish kind of days. Yep, and I was well. I was at the rock pile, so I was doing very well, well, well for for myself, like I always do. Right? <laughs> and um, I'm like, hey, how's it going? Good. 
because you basically met drunken drunken hugging hugging Justin in a bathroom. Not my great not my greatest moment of well, of all time, but I'm pretty sure there's a picture somewhere floating around of me in a bathroom with Jesse Amato. So and he's covered in blood. It was before I was wrestling, so like I was still a fan then, and I'm like, dude, I gotta take a picture. But little did I realize, like a few years later, I'd be the dude covered in blood. Be like, can I clean up a little bit before we like take pictures? Like, I am a disgusting mess right now. I'm sweaty. I'm covered in blood. There's dry blood. There's just not not photoessness right now. Can we wait? <laughs> And speaking of it, of it, of it, that, why did you choose to do the uh, the hardcore? Do you call it hardcore deathmatch craziness? I, what do you call it? Honestly, man, I call it. It's it, yeah, it's a deathmatch. Yeah, it's hardcore. Whatever. None of it. Like I don't. Whatever you want to call it, you can call it garbage wrestling to me for all you want. But to me, it's some. It's the it's the style that I grew up watching. I was an ECW kid. I idolized guys like Raven, you know, Sandman, Sabu, Rhino, the Dudleys. Like, that was the stuff I was watching. So, when I saw that that existed on the indie level as well, it's kind of just naturally where I gravitated to in doing it. I was I was of the jackass um, era of stuff, too. So, like, already doing that stuff, it was already there. So, just <laughs> adding it into the wrestling. I was like, oh, Sure, sure, I broke a t- torch last week. Yeah, whatever, let's go. It didn't bug me any. The, the pain didn't bug me. It was just whatever. Just another, you know, blow <laughs> to, to the body. To the... I am a huge fan of hardcore, hardcore wrestling, deathmatch wrestling, craziness, whatever, whatever any anybody wants to uh, call it. But I've always gravitated towards that because it's more. I. To me, it's more real almost, because you're seeing the guys. Like, don't get me wrong, I, I still, I still love guys like Dukes or Josh Alexander or hell, even RJ City. Like, I still love those guys that like. RJ can wrestle a match and not even touch you, and he can still have the whole crowd sitting on their edge of the seat just wanting to watch RJ get punched in the face and have the whole crowd eating out of his hand. You can watch a guy like Tyson Dukes, who I've done a seminar with. You put him in an arm bar, and all of a sudden he's behind you with your head in his arm, and you're like, wait, how the hell did you get over there? <laughs> like, I did, a, I did a seminar with him at uh, Crossbody, and he'd be like, all right, put me in this, and you'd put him in him, and then all of a sudden you were in it, and Dukes was not where you had him, and you're like, where'd you go? How are you over there now? Yeah. So, like, I can even watch that stuff and still be in awe I just something about the way that the violence was with the death matches and stuff always just was like dude yeah I think he's sleeping right now (laughs) (laughs) and I I found that the um, the character building for guys like you know in the ECW of Taz or Raven or Tommy Dreamer or Sandman like their characters were just so much more believable than like I'm sorry, but like Undertaker does 
dead guy who's ran a morgue. Like, these guys are more realistic and more like, oh, no, I'm going to run into that idiot in the bar and I'm going to get punched in my mouth. <laughs> if that, you know, big dead man or the dude who's been lit on fire and comes back. It brought the reality to it more. Like, if, I don't know, if I'm in a bar fight and there's a chair beside me, I'm going to swing the chair at your head. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, because a bar fights are, are scary. I've been behind the bar and on both sides of an actual fight. And how should I put this nicely? When people lean forward, they don't understand that they're off balance. And all you got to do is grab them by the back of the head. And put their face into the bar, and the fight stops. Usually. <laughs> That's it. Sleepy time. Yeah, just one thing, and it's just like, all right, one thing about bartending that everybody everybody knows, you don't touch the girls. Rule yeah. one, you don't touch the staff or someone's going to kill you. That's Usually. It. Yeah. They have a lot of sharp objects in the kitchen, so I don't yeah, I don't want them to go get their knives. <laughs> I'm just, okay. I'm just gonna, gonna, gonna say, um, not gonna say any uh, horror, crazy kitchen stories on the podcast like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Our chef just grabbed a knife and just stabbed him repeatedly. Well, if you hit someone with the back of a knife, it also really hurts, and they get scared a lot. Just saying. <laughs> More often than not, uh, I think you got stabbed, so you're gonna freak out. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, that's all I'm gonna say about my my crazy crazy stories. Uh, those are 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 normally uh, not recordable. I try to keep myself out of air trouble. Usually, most kitchen stories are not. You know, the language is vulgar. People are saying words they probably shouldn't. <laughs> oh yeah, it's uh, as you guys probably picked up. We me me and me and Aiden have. Been messaging back and forth a little bit, uh, the odd kitchen story, because we're both, uh, I started at 16, I'm now 39, I've been out of restaurants for just over a, about a year now, but I have so many good memories about working in restaurants. Oh, and to and total, total shit ones, too, I'm just saying. Oh, they go hand in hand. You, you, if you have a good story, you have about five shitty stories. Uh, I was I started when I was about 18 at pizzerias and just kind of worked my way through pizzerias and restaurants and fine dining and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I know for every good story, there's about five crappy ones, you know, from the smallest of frustrations of the stupid little separator bar in the fridge fell out and your whole line fridge is now in the fridge everywhere. To, oh yay! I can spend an hour cleaning that up now because service is in an hour. So by the time I just finish that, I'll have enough time to get my ass kicked for service and then clean up again. Oh, to yeah. having a good story of like, you know, I made these creme brulees one time and my chef said they're perfect. They wiggle just like a woman's ass. I'm like <laughs> that's literally yeah. how he told me to make sure they were done. You gave them a little shake and if they shake like a a woman's ass, they were done and ready to go into the fridge. Oh, yeah. It's, um, like, I've been a bartender. I've been front house manager. I've been a line cook. I've been, uh, I was always the jack of all trades guy because, as you remember, working in restaurants, you were always short, no matter what the day was. Oh, yeah. You never had a full staff. You were always the other person. You were always 
days hoping that person didn't call in or showed up. Yep. And there was always that one guy who you never knew if he was going to actually show up or not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I did I did a cloping a few times because of that. I love that word, and no one who knows restaurants, <laughs> if yeah, you don't know you what a restaurant, restaurant is. You do not know what the cloping is. A cloping, um, I guess just because I'm using it as a word, uh, it's a close and then an open, which isn't too bad if you're working in a regular establishment because they don't open until 11, but I worked in a bar that had a breakfast menu as well, so cloping was horrible because you went to bed at maybe 4 o'clock in the morning and then you got to be back up at 6 so by the time the breakfast rush is done you literally want to either stab yourself or almost every server that wants to say anything to you and there's always the one server who oh I mispunched this yeah can you rush this I really for oh my god they've been waiting an hour no I'm not rushing that this is your fault you are going to wait now yeah. See, when they did that to me, yeah, no, you know what happened to you? You're, see, see, I would show them their freaking shit, and I'd be like, see this? See this? Look. Ah, and stick it right at the end. I'd be like, you're going to wait. <laughs> uh, my favorite one was uh, last restaurant I worked at. Some, some of these cooks were absolutely amazing. Some of my favorite people I've ever worked with. Then there was one. One who would always... He knew I was on the levels I was higher than him, but he hated me for it because he knew I knew what I was talking about. I'm like, hey, why don't you try this? And he would just turn around, look me dead in dead in in the eye. Fuck off, Justin. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> well, it was like I I was working that breakfast place and uh, they brought in this like full blown chef. And I was like, okay, cool. You brought in a chef. Cool. We're going to get some fancy stuff. We did we did kitchen hacks, like kitchen cheats. We made our hollandaise in a blender. Why? Because I wasn't sc- scrambling egg yolks with white wine to make a sabagnon. And no, I can do it in the blender and take a minute. Mm-hmm. Or I can buy you a package. What do you prefer? At least I made this one from scratch. <laughs> and uh... So I... Uh, chef gets in there his first day and i'm like okay we need the holidays for the for the for the benedict and this guy pulls out a pond he puts in a bowl and i'm like what are you doing he's like making holidays i'm like no blender get me it now i'll show you how this is done <laughs> <laughs> he, he's literally like this full-blown like english or not english sorry he's welsh don't tell him he's english because he gets mad at you um, I get that, yep. <laughs> yeah, well, Chef is just like, what are you doing? And I plug in the blender, throw the egg yolks, lemon juice, some hot sauce, some mustard, butters in the microwave melting, turn on the blender, whirl it all up. He goes, did you just make holidays? No, I made gravy. What do you think I did? <laughs> <laughs> because the thing with... I made holidays. And the thing with, with holidays is the chef's... Chefs love making hollandaise from scratch because it's a fancy thing. Yeah, look, I just made it in a blender. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I, well, well, I love how I can go from expensive to cheap, which is great. There you go. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, hey guys, number two. <laughs> I'm number three. I had a Caesar before. Don't wait. Number four. I had a Caesar and a root beer. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I'm not I counting. Smoke, so it's all right. <laughs> See, I'm not counting my previous drinks. This is just the ones during the show. Oh, so then yeah, then I'm at two. This is this is how we make ourselves not sound like we've been day drinking. <laughs> I put up a post yesterday and it got. More comments than my podcast post do. <laughs> it's, uh, I was day drinking yesterday. I was, uh, I think two in the afternoon, I was drunk. Like, not just a little bit. No, I was yeah, like, not a bit. hey, I got to make pizza. <laughs> See, like, I don't know, like, there's a couple, like, really, really worn days. Like, I'm sure most people have seen them now, but I have a little guy who's almost three now. And uh, he has no qualms telling daddy, like, no, you're not sitting there and playing video games. You're like, let's go. You're mine. And he knows it. And uh, so, like, those warm days where I was like, oh, I just want to have a beer. My son was like, no, we're going to go and drive my ATV for two hours and a half. And you're going to have to chase me the whole time. Which is really fun because I'm actually technically on the injured list. Um I actually have a fully torn ACL. There's not many that know this right now, but um, yeah, I've been wrestling on a partially torn one for probably a few years now. Um, <laughs> basically playing Russian roulette every time I got in there, and uh, oddly enough, wasn't even in the ring when I fully tore. <laughs> Never is. It's just kind of like, kind of like you know, a uh, big wrestler does death matches, tears his ACL, fully putting his son in a car seat. <laughs> my was sitting was sitting in the back seat of the car because my son refuses to let me sit anywhere else when he's in the car. Um, he jumped in his car seat. Daddy buckled me up. I turn. I buckle him up. I feel a pop in my knee, and like worse than probably any of the wrestling injuries I've had. Like, this thing, like, popped, my knee got, like, my whole leg got stiff, I couldn't move it, couldn't straighten it, couldn't walk, couldn't do anything for a good, like, two hours. Um, I'm just like, what the hell? Three days go by, I'm still limping, still walking like crazy, and I'm just like, I didn't even wrestle, like, there's no way I should be hurt. And so finally decided, ah, oh, well, maybe we should see a doctor about this. Because this isn't good. Go and get an ultrasound and an x-ray. And they're like, we can't tell. Uh, all we can see is that you have a Baker cyst. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Uh, they're like, but we want to get an MRI. Throw everything out there. Let's throw everything at the wall see what sticks. <sighs> all right, fine. I go do the MRI. That's easy. It was not horrible. Go stick in a loud tube. <laughs> Uh, comes back torn ACL. You need surgery if you want to continue to wrestle the way you wrestle. So right now I've uh, committed to hopefully two shows when we come back from this crazy world that is what it is. Um, maybe more. I think I'm going to try to do more. I'm going to try to do as many as I can. Uh, but yeah, no, my knees definitely hurt. So it's been said that I need the surgery. Um, 
So it will happen. When it happens, it's going to be more of a... When everything is back to normal and when a doctor goes, yeah, no, I think you kind of got to do this now. Yeah, because... Because with it, if something does go wrong, it could damage more things. PCLs and all that stuff. And uh, like I said, I have a three-year-old who very much likes to run and play and be active. So I want to be able to be able to do that for as long as I can. Yeah, it's like uh, my lovely story when uh, I, the reason I dropped a lot of weight was it wasn't a health issue. It wasn't this. It wasn't that. It was my son got away from me at a park, and I physically could not catch him. Dialed it. That's it. Biggest wake-up call I ever needed. He's now 13 years old. I'm down about... 60 pounds from then hey i'm i'm still a chubby guy but at least i can i can i did the work then so i could be active with the kids yeah my son didn't realize just how fast daddy can move um (laughs) we have a dog too and she got loose and took off and all of a sudden daddy was gone and my little guy was just like oh you fast, Daddy. Like Flash, and I'm like, I wish I was that fast. <laughs> I would never lose, lose a wrestling match. I'd be just gone. Let me go. Never be tired. It'd be perfect. You wrestle the whole wrestle the whole show, and everyone would think I wrestled for like an hour, but I did seven hours worth of stuff. <laughs> and um, yeah, I got a husky. She got out twice. That's it. Never again. Uh, we have a beagle, so that motherfucker can run when she yep. wants to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody thinks beagles can move, but those things are fast, surprisingly fast. Yeah. When you don't I want... I didn't think my dog were that fast. Like, I play with her in the house, and, you know, I can keep up. <laughs> she got out outside, off the leash, and, yeah, no, I barely kept up with that fucking thing. Uh, what my... made you, other than your uh, wrist, uh, what made you get out of kitchens? Um, well, getting out of restaurants because I was the jack of all trades, as everybody called me. I could go any position, anything, whether it was prep, line, bar, management. I was always that guy. Yeah. But the reason I went, I got out of restaurants was I wasn't happy at work anymore. And I wasn't for a long time. That was it. I was done. You know, I think I think kind of happens to every person that gets into that industry. I think everyone has that moment of like, think I'm done with this. Because um, it was the same with me. Other than, you know, I give credit to everyone that still works in that industry or works in that industry or wants to get into that industry. All the power to you. Um, but when you're starting a family and you're told, you know, no, you're gonna be here till twelve or three or two or four or six, and you're not gonna have the time with your family. That was something I wasn't okay with, and um, I know a lot of restaurants have changed it. But when I was kicking in the restaurants, there was no benefits to those guys in the back. Um, no, you, you busted need- your butt, you killed yourself every day for someone to eat some meals, and. You know, heaven forbid you needed glasses or, you know, you needed meds or 
teeth bags or anything like that because there was no benefits at all. Yeah. So that was something. Um, the hours, I just, yeah, I wasn't happy. Like, all growing up, cooking was something that was amazing for me and fun. And then I did it for 10 years and it was like, you'd get home. People were like, Sean, can you, can you, hon, can you make dinner? Can you make breakfast? Can you make this? No, I don't want to see a frying pan. I don't want to see a knife. I don't want to see anything. I want you to leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, because the one thing with me, that's why I went into the management side side of it. Like I, I started running restaurants for for people. Like, and I was still the guy who would come back and work the line, help them out through the rush, be the extra set of hands, work the fryer, whatever whatever was needed right they allowed me to cross the line which isn't doesn't happen too often how like how many restaurants have you worked where somebody works front of house bar and also back not many right yeah not many at all it's normally you're either front of house or back of house you don't switch because the back of house guys are scary and <laughs> you keep them away from the people yeah. yeah. <laughs> more of us have tattoos and stuff because of all the burns and stuff. Just makes you look even more scary. Oh, man. Uh, worked with this one guy. He had tattoos all the way up to his chin. Like right here. And, yeah, I can go that high, man. I don't know. And then his the only reason he didn't do his face is because until my mom until my mom's gone, I'm not doing not doing a face tat. I'm like <laughs> Three I guess, days. I guess that's a good reason to not have your face tattooed. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, uh, that's good to go. And then he got, what did he get? Uh, I I don't know. He got something weird tattooed on his face. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. Face tattoos aren't my thing. <laughs> I have no judgment to pass on this. <laughs> it's just one of those. He's like, hey, what do you think? Give the two thumbs up. I'm like, I have no idea, bud. Eh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's one thing. Like, I've got the sleeves. I've got some chest stuff, some back stuff. My neck, my face. I I don't think I could do it. It's just, you know, I want to still be able to be in the real world and have people look at me and be like, oh, he's not going to murder my face. Like, <laughs> you have neck tattoos and face tattoos and hand tattoos. People are going to be like, more often than not, they're going to stick away from you because they're going to think, oh, he's not a nice person. And it's like, it's, it sucks to say because, you know, I'm very big into the tattoo culture, the piercing culture, but unfortunately the stereotypes are yeah they've gotten better but they're still those stereotypes is he's tattooed because would i when i was looking look when i was hiring for restaurants back then if a guy couldn't be covered by a dress shirt i didn't i didn't hire him because this is the face of the company flat out and it just was one of those things that was like and i tell everybody don't get them past cuff sleeves on your on on your arms. Everybody's allowed to do their own thing. I have my own personal opinion on it. I'm just like, or you can do what Cody Rhodes does and get a second huge tattoo on your neck for some reason. What the hell was that? But 
I I have no idea why anyone in his position would get a tattoo right up to his right up to his chin. I don't know. Was he drunk? Maybe. Like Brandy was not a fan of it either. Um, when, but you gotta go like you gotta go like Pete Dunne as well, who literally has one of the most. The only tattoo this dude has is literally probably one of the most painful places to get one, right on your kneecap. So yeah, it it must have went one of two ways. He either did it and was like, all right, well I did it, or he did it went, that was horrible. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> And I love watching Pete Dunne wrestle. He's a fantastic talent, and it just was... He definitely is. And he, you know, to watch him from the, the matches that he did in the, the UK tournament to what he's doing now with Matt Riddle, and you're just like, huh, okay, interesting. I see what you're doing there. He can play a character very, very well, no matter what the character is, but he can play any... I think in five years, he's going to be one of the top five guys in WWE. I, I think he will, too. I think he has all the potential to go there and to be that. Um, I think another guy that's like that is Matt Riddle. He has all the potential to do that if he would just shut his damn mouth. His mouth online is... You've seen that he gets himself in those moments where you're like, oh, no, dude, just shh, just shh, five minutes. Come like, on. Dude, Come put, on, get put, through this. Do what I do. When you're smoking the green, don't go on your phone. Just, just lock it. Just throw it just, away. Just, just, throw it just away. don't. Don't. It'll cause you way too much trouble, way too many headaches. People will be asking you questions, and people will be commenting and just be like, yeah, when you're inebriated, leave the phone away. It only gets you in uh, trouble. Usually, like I, I don't, know, I don't know too many stories. I was like, so I was drinking and I have my phone that goes well. Two, one of two things is gonna happen: you either smashed the shit out of that phone, or you <laughs> did something you regret. <laughs> there's, there's, uh, there's no real middle ground to that. Yeah, for me, it's always texting someone, or I probably shouldn't be after. Yeah. <laughs> Just going to leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it at that. <laughs> leave that one alone. Or uh, I text, uh, or I try to get people for the podcast, and then they respond, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, it's one of those moments where, yeah, I can do it right now. You're like, uh, no, not now. Now now bad. Now drunk. Oh, yeah. It's just like, I'm just reaching out to say hi. <laughs> oh, man. What's, what's the best podcasting reach out? Um, I've had people actually reach out to be on the show, which is weird because, <laughs> and they're actual names. And I'm like, I have no questions for this person. I'm just like, uh, MMA fighters. I'm like, I know l very little about MMA fighting and, uh, I live in London. That's all I'm going to say about who it was, but I have literally no idea what to ask MMA fighters because like, so, when did you decide to get punched in the face for a living? Yeah. <laughs> Although, I think it could be an interesting question to ask. Like, I don't know, you could ask me the same thing. Like, you know, when did you think that getting punched in your face on the weekends would be a fun idea of how to spend them? Like, um, I don't know. With more for me now, like, you know, five years ago, I'm sure my answer was different. Now it's, 
you know, my little guy is like absolutely enthralled by it. And he just goes absolute bonkers. His favorite people, like his favorite people aren't even daddy. No, no, daddy doesn't matter. His favorite people are Warhead and Kobe. They're oh, and and Space Monkey. Although he calls Space Monkey George, because the only monkey he knows is Curious George. Because Curious George does everything and anything. So sorry, Space Monkey, but my kid is always gonna think that you're George, and has called him George at shows. Um, <clears throat> Kobe, I don't know. My kid's baked cookies for Kobe. Like he, Kobe's his all-time favorite and then warhead he's made warhead um a keychain well he had grandma help him it's a keychain that it's a luchador mask and they painted uh warhead's face paint on it and um my little guy gave it to warhead at a courage show because my little guy bring him into the locker room to like he knows everybody and he kind of like tells him stories and stuff like that Justin saying he's knows and has wrestled Justin. <clears throat> so my little guy comes in the locker room and it's just he actually Warhead was on the same show and I was like, Oh yeah, damn. Do you wanna give Warhead his present? And my little guy was like, Yeah, yeah and so he grabs this little keychain from my gimmick bag and we bring him over to, to give it to Warhead and he um he was all like super happy because like he, he knows Warhead's uh, paint too so um, to the point that he can actually I can show him a picture and he'll say oh that's Warhead right because Warhead does have very distinctive paint nobody else has a look like his oh no not at all <clears throat> and, and the same with like Kobe like oh yeah Kobe's got a look that's very much Kobe. There's not many guys that look like Kobe. But my little guy absolutely loves him. Uh, when, uh, I'm not sure if you know, but I, when uh, when me, Corey Stone, and Mark Shaw won the uh, trios titles in PWO, uh, it was actually off Kobe. So um, my son actually told me, uh, Daddy, you have to give Kobe back his belt because it's Kobe's belt. <laughs> And I was like, wait, no, I beat Kobe. Like, no, it's my belt now. No, my son was having none of it. It was still Kobe's belt. And Daddy had to give Kobe back his belt. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what you wanted wanted to hear winning the PWO trios. Right, title. yeah. No, Daddy, you have to give it back because it's Kobe's. Uh, no, Daddy won it. Like, it's Daddy's now. And no, I... No, I I do got to say, I am a huge fan of PWO doing a trios belt. I love it's, the idea. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's made for some interesting uh, matches, some interesting Batman. trying to figure out how to deal with three people. Like, normally it's, you know, one-on-one. I've only got to worry about you. Three on three, you're like, well, what, wait, what's he doing with that guy? Oh, damn, now he's... It hit the post. Now I got to worry about that guy coming over here, and it makes you think a lot more on your feet. I will definitely say that. And the trios, all every single trios match that that I've I've, I've watched all PWO online. I've never been to a live show yet. It just like life and, sucks sometimes. 
when you work most weekends, eh, yeah. Started yeah. started a, a new career. And you're you're the low, you're the low man on the totem pole now. You don't get to choose. And you know what? I love that. I love not being not being the boss. Oh man, like my blood pressure is right down now. Just getting out of restaurants and I show up show up to work. I do my thing. I go home. That's the same. Like I got out of it and you know I got into um, a different kind of career and I show up, do my eight hours, do what I gotta do, and then I just you know go home and talk to my kid and. Enjoy life. And And honestly, just enjoy life more. Like I am, my my lovely wife. I've been together with her for twenty years. Twenty years now. That's a long freaking time, huh? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's all he has to say. Yep. Uh, Talking about it. Yeah, it's uh. How should I say this? Um, everyone thinks I'm younger than I look. Right now, I kind of look like shit because I don't think I. It's quarantine life. Who cares? Um, Honestly, I uh, before the quarantine thing, I started to think, hmm, you know, I should do the beard so I don't look like I'm five. Um, started it, started, kept growing my hair, and now I'm at the point where I'm just like, you know what? Let's just see how crazy this can get. Let's just keep going. You yep. know, no one's gonna see me for a bit. Let's just go for it and see uh, what we end up with. And now my hair's like undercut to my chin beard like a full beard now and it's just like people are like wait that's not the same guy like <laughs> you know you look i look at pictures of like when i started wrestling and i bleached blonde hair mohawk and there was like a little bit of chin scruff and eyeliner and nails painted and i was just i look back at it now and i'm like what the hell was i thinking <laughs> At the time, you thought it looked good. At the time, I was like, yeah, it's great. Now I'm like, can I just get in there in my jeans and punch him? Like, <laughs> I'm just going to put my jeans on and go punch that guy and then I'm drop him on his head. No, don't drop people on their head. It's so nice. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, uh. No. I think everyone... I think if you don't evolve and you stay stale, you're you're gonna get forgotten. Um, but when I started, I thought, you know, it's, I've always kept punk rock in what I was because it's just what I've always been: is punk rock and grunge and just you know. Very. Uh, you seem like a very DIY guy. Yeah, like my little guy. I'm sitting here trying to contemplate how to like put a bigger motor in it in, in his Power Wheels ATV and like my buddy we um, built a truck from scratch or yeah. built the deck in the backyard you know and also to get more power in a Power Wheels you just got to put a bigger battery in there yeah don't tell me that because I'm just gonna go do it now. <laughs> well we've we've we see we've both been drinking so you, hopefully you're going to forget. So, I've already thought about it. That's the worst part. I was like, hmm, well, it's only got a six volt battery. If I put twelve volts, in, then it's gonna be better. Oh but yeah. The kids already, the kids already like fearless with it and like drives with no hands, does donuts and drifts and <laughs> flies down the hills. 
Um, I'm just like, how? What? You're like, you're not even supposed to drive this yet. He's had it for a year. He's got it. He got it when he was two. You're not even supposed to be like. I think you're supposed to be like four with the power wheels or something like that. This kid handles it five. Well, well, my kid's apparently gonna be beating He's... everyone else's ass when it comes to motorized vehicles. Hey, uh, that's just. How should I put this nicely? He's gifted when it comes to motorized vehicles. Yeah, he's yeah. he will get on this thing. He'll drive it uphill, drive in circles, do all these crazy things, drift the thing around corners. Uh, uh, his mom, he like we're not together now, but the last time she was over by to check check out like what he was doing with it, she uh, he goes, "Mommy, run!" <laughs> just starts chasing her with the thing. I'm just like, ah, now you see what I go through. He just chases my ass. Awesome, man. Right. That's how that's how I that's how I'm keeping the weight off during the quarantine. I put the kid on the rafter. Oh, oh we're gonna go run now. <laughs> um, I'm I'm not keeping weight off. I'm eating <laughs> eating like hell and gonna get on. Oh, uh, still eat like hell. Still oh. gotta eat cheeseburgers because they're delicious and oh, pizza. Yeah. And... All right. And just, people don't believe me, how many times have you eaten an entire meal over a garbage can? Nowadays, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking back in the day. Back in the day, uh, yeah, it was, yo, I had to devour this burger before I go get my ass kicked again. <laughs> like, you were literally eating, Do you people live? nowadays were like, Oh, you actually are like like sometimes I'll still like rah, destroy food like I'm still working in the kitchen and then there's other days where I'll just sit there and be like, wait, you mean I always go run and get my ass kicked for another three hours? I can just sit here and eat this. I get oh. actual breaks and it's weird. I'm the first when I switched the first like week of having actual breaks that were set and assigned. I would miss them. I would be still working. People were like, yo, you have breaks like. Go have a coffee, sit, have a cigarette. Uh, just stop working for five minutes. I didn't know what to do with myself. Uh, honestly, same thing. And it's been a year, and it's still weird having actual breaks. It's, it's been different. two years for me, and I still some like even today. I was at work, and I was just. I'm one of those people that if there's work to do, I'm not one to be like, all right, yeah, let's stop, let's walk away for 10 minutes. Um, I was still like, oh, uh, doing things, and then all of a sudden I looked at my phone and was like, oh, crap, I'm supposed to be on break right now. <laughs> still pushing things down the line to get them shipped out. Oh, yeah, and it just, people think I'm joking when it's like, hey, I worked a 12-hour day without a break. Yeah, I used to do the nine-hour, ten-hour days, no breaks, and people were like, um, you're supposed to take one of those, and I'm like, what's a break? What's stopping? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you stop, you get tired. <laughs> it's like, even in the ring, I'm like, I've noticed, like, if I just, like, all of a sudden, if I have to stop, and, like, if I get tagged out or something like that, I'm like, oh, well, now I'm going to just lay here and take a nap. <laughs> Yep. Or are you gonna lie down on on the concrete and yeah, just like, and then seek then secretly look up at the ring to notice what's going on? Oh damn! <laughs> I'm supposed to be in this. Yep. Uh, all well, right. I guess I missed that. Yep. All right, man. 
Let's wrap this up with the Gilmy Talks 10 questions. Oh, uh, first thing before that, where can people find you on social media on the interweb? Honestly, I hate social media. <laughs> oh, well, I know you do. You post nothing. I don't <laughs> at all. Um, I do have Instagram, uh, Aiden Rain Wrestling, uh, Twitter. I think there's one. I horrible at it. I have Facebook stuff. I, I'm on there. If you find me and you message me or interact with me, I'll interact. Um, but again, it falls back to that punk rock mentality of the I kind of don't care to just look, here's my dinner. Here's my workout routine. Here's my this. Here's my... No. Honestly, no. No. That's one of the other reasons I got out of restaurants. I couldn't deal with Yelp reviews and the Instagram posts. And I had this one lady bring a full photography thing into the restaurant without asking first. What the? God, tell you to go fuck yourself. <clears throat> Get out of here. And I'm doing the nice professional thing. See, this is the difference between front of house, back of house. Aiden's back of house. It was she was setting everything up and then she asked me to make her dinner a second time. That's when I lost it. Absolutely. No, no, guess what? Guess what? Your fucking dinner is the cold dinner that you ordered 10, 12 hours ago when you decided to start setting this shit up. Guess what? If you didn't want it 20 minutes ago when you decided, hmm, I should make my camera off, maybe you should have set your camera up and then ordered shit. And here's Don't the thing. people that drive me nuts. I'm going to order and then I'm going to do dick around for fucking a half an hour. And then when my boo's cold, I'm going to be like, it's cold. Yeah, no, it was hot when I gave it to you. It's cold now because you dicked around. And you know those people are just going to eat some microwave food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want warm, do you want me to warm your food back up? Yes, I'm putting it in the microwave. Here. Yep. Boop, 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 boop. Oh, look, it's stirred. There we Chef go. We're good. <laughs> Chef Mike, man. Uh, He's making your food now. Yep. I'm going uh, home. It's Chef Mike's job now. <laughs> yep. Oh, no, she was not. Because I said no. I went to my kitchen, asked, what do you think their their response was? <laughs> if the plate didn't go flying in your head, I'd be surprised. Uh, no, I got told to fuck off again. And, That's about right. Oh, man. And he is one of my best friends in the world. And he told me, you know what? Go fuck yourself. I'm not doing it again. I did it once. Yeah. I'm 12 tickets deep. I'm not doing that again. Oh, okay. And it's it's one of those moments where you're like, okay, I'll go fuck myself. Thanks. Yeah, I'll go try to salvage this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. And on that note, we're wrapping it up. We're just gonna do the Gilmy Talks ten real quick. Ten either or either or questions really quick. Totally random. All of these are sent in by from listeners to the show. But I do have one that I always keep to the very, very end. All right, first one. Judas Priest or Iron Maiden? Uh, Maiden. Although their beer sucks. <laughs> I don't like it. Their beer is... I don't know why. It's not sour. It's not bitter. It's something. Just not good. It's, no, this is horrible. <laughs> it, it tastes like a mouth of hops is punching you. I am not sure why. It just... It, it it's just not good. <laughs> All right. Burger... Or hot dog? Um, now 
burger, but growing up, hot dog. My kid's now the same. He'll eat them cold. He'll just, daddy, hot dog. All right, here you go. There you go, kid. <laughs> because it do, just... do you want me to warm it up? No, no, don't, don't cook it, my dad. Don't cook it, my daddy. <laughs> All right, here it's cold hot dog, buddy. All right. Um, actor or model? For myself or that I – that's so fake. I know. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> so – like do I prefer actors or models? Do I want to be one? I don't. Yes. Don't, the answer. That's, that is the hardest question to answer because I don't know where they're going with it. That's – That needs to be more, more direct in their question. Um, <laughs> for myself, if I was to do one, I'd rather act because – it's an escape from your life. An Instagram or model or whatever kind of model, guess what? You're still you. Yep. All right. Slippers or barefoot? Uh, barefoot. I No. I fucking hate anything on my feet. <laughs> I'm the complete opposite. I got to have something on my feet at all times. I barely want to put on my wrestling boots, man. <laughs> Let me put on my socks. Which uh, I respect Holden Albright for doing. He will wrestle barefoot and barbed wire because he's insane. Yes, yes, he is. He's been a guest on the uh, on the uh, show. He's <laughs> insane. I wrestled him in barbed wire, and I'm pretty sure he took his shoe off. Uh, he wrestles. He's wearing boots now, but he's wearing little boots. I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, vampire or werewolf? Again, like, would I rather fight them? Um. <laughs> Which one's my favorite? It's, it varies. Like they're uh, just either me. either or questions. They drive people crazy. This is why 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 I ask. They're just fun. <laughs> but they're so vague. They can be taken a million ways. Like would I rather watch a vampire movie or like you know what I mean? I would rather a vampire movie. Uh, I'd probably rather be a vampire, but I'd probably rather face the werewolf. I would rather, personally, I'd rather be a vampire because um, I would love to be rock the '80s vamp, uh, '80s vampire hair. I <laughs> just Lost Boys, anything like That's that. That's a good movie. I like that movie. But I'm also weird and I like Clockwork Orange. So if that gives you an example into anything on my psyche, right there. <laughs> hey, Stanley Kubrick <laughs> is one of the best filmmakers of all of all time, hands down. Yes. yes. He is. I, I will give you that. But is he crazy? I still yes. But. Tell people I like Clockwork Orange, and they're like, "Hmm, that explains a lot." Yes, it's. Um, I have a Clockwork Orange story. I I liked a girl way back when, and I thought, "Hey, you know what's a great idea? Showing any woman you're interested Clockwork Orange. Terrible idea." Horrible um, idea. Yeah. No, she kind of. <laughs> Kind of just got up, walked out, left. It was really great. All right, easy one. Cake or pie? Um, neither, honestly. Um, not a uh, I'm a candy not... person. I like candy. I like jube jubes. Right. Um, if I have to, the likelihood is I'm probably gonna be eating a pie. Yep. All right. Uh, ooh, a fun, well, a fun one for you. Roses or daisies? Uh, I have tattoos of roses, so I will probably say roses. Oh, yeah. Um, do, 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 do. All right. A hot, sunny, beautiful day 
or a perfect winter day? Sun. Fuck the cold. <laughs> Yet we both live in Canada for some for some ungodly reason. I keep where the fucking wind hurts my face. I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, PlayStation or Xbox? Uh, well, I'm a PlayStation person, although I have only Xbox One, and I traded it in for my PlayStation. <laughs> uh, see, I like, well, I do like, I enjoy Xbox. Well, uh, what Xbox the one. fuck? This is a very weird beer. Sorry. No, no. Um, uh, what is it? Collective Arts Fest Pineapple Vanilla IPA. That probably tastes like fruit and a mouthful of hops. Uh, the hop part isn't there. It's definitely oh. some pineapple and some vanilla. <laughs> but it's in an IPA. You need the hops punch. It's not. I, I normally am a very hoppy beer person. But oddly enough, I don't find as much hops in this beer. It is more pineapple mm. than anything else. I will have to try that for sure because it sounds interesting. There's like a little hops at the end. Okay. Yeah, there's hoppiness, but yeah. pineapple is the biggest kind of hmm. punching to my mouth right now. Oh, <laughs> and that's the one thing about working working in restaurants for years. You have a developed palate, which... Oh, yeah, he'll be like, what's it taste like? And he'll be like chocolate you'll be like wait it's a beer why does it, how do you taste chocolate uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah my favorite one is uh what is it wellington made a chocolate beer once and everyone thought i was nuts all right <laughs> <laughs> uh, here is the biggest most difficult question on the gilme talks 10 i have had fights people have yelled people have went on entire tirades about this one question Toilet paper, or they've actually cared nothing about it and said, "What the hell are you? Why? Why are you asking me this?" Toilet paper, over or under? Do you like Honestly, the? I don't give a shit. I don't care. If it's there, I'm going to use it. If yeah. it's not there, I'm going to find it and then I'm going to leave it on the goddamn counter. <laughs> I you, don't sir. care where it is, how it's put on the thing. You know what? Like, just make sure it's there. <laughs> really. All right, sir, you are a monster with that answer. <laughs> hey, and if it's not there and if I can't find it, I'm using your goddamn hand towels. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and people wonder why I want to install a bidet. Just in 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 case you well, you run out, right? You just need it, and then it's better than bed, better than nothing. Just I would say I would say water on your ass would definitely better be than grabbing your hand and just and giving it a go. <laughs> Which uh, me and you have both been to some pretty shady bars in the past, and you've walked in and it's like, ah, this is gonna be awful. <laughs> yeah, I've walked into bars and I'm, I'm not staying here. Yep. I'm going home now. Oh but yeah. It's it's my birthday. I don't care what it is. I'm going home now. <laughs> I've walked into a this is legit I've walked into a bar and the bathroom was a bathtub I'm not peeing in a bathtub I'm sorry oh no people did not just pee in this bathtub oh I'm sure but I'm I'm just saying I'm not peeing in the bathtub so I definitely ain't doing anything else I was petrified of splashback it's a, it was one of those I needed to go so bad 
And I'm like, okay, thinking, hey, this looks like a normal human place. Oh. No, 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 it's not. No, it's, I would rather have a Japanese hole in the floor than this, <laughs> what this place was. All right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it is, and that was the, oh, God, this would be for self, cell phones, or I would have taken uh, photos. But, I would take pictures and show everyone how nasty this was. Because everybody does saying, that now. That's so gross. I need to take a picture. <laughs> no, it was unbelievable. I'm, like, looking around going, oh, God, that's it. It's just this hole. I just put my penis in it. Yep. Uh, I'm like, if I get splashback, I might get something I can never recover from. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm just happy there was a sink. That's all I'm missing. <laughs> what the sink is the better option than what's been provided? You know it's bad. Yep. And it was... I w not my proudest moment. Went in, in the sink and walked right out. Yeah. I would uh, my friends were like, oh, why are you leaving? Have you went to the bathroom yet? No. Okay, that's why I am now leaving. <laughs> they 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 thought I was assaulted or something and just, nah, it's just a horrible, worst washroom I've ever seen in my life. I haven't seen one since. And I worked at Taco Bell for five years. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. That's how I got into the restaurant game at the very beginning. Taco Bell dishwasher. Yep. Nope. Oh. <laughs> That's, my answer to that is nope. <laughs> yep. Ah, uh, man, it was so easy. And being young in, in a restaurant, and that's actually how I met my lovely wife. She was my boss. <laughs> uh, isn't that frowned upon? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I was young and didn't care, and we're still together now. I guess that it pays off. Yeah. Actually, do you remember the Guelph Taco Bell? Way back, way back when. Uh, downtown? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That one. There Work, you go. Yeah, I worked there for... It's now... What is it now? I know there's a Timmy's beside it. It's something else else now. It just, I haven't been there in years. If it's a, if it's the Timmy's, then it's a Wendy's now. Okay. It's a Wendy's now? Okay, yeah. because the Timmy's moved in beside it because there was a vacant building there for years and years. It was an old, shitty bar. But and then the Timmy's moved in, redid everything, and then the Timmy's people always. How is that building a bar? It's barely big enough to turn around in. Because it was a different building before, and it was an entire bar. It oh, was... so they tore it down. When oh I yeah, made yeah. Okay. Because um. I was gonna say that Timmy's is very tiny. I don't know yeah. how that was a bar. Because no, no. you could jump <laughs> from one side to the other. I've been in that Timmy's multiple times, um, not smoking green with the people working it, I'm just saying, at uh, that time, um, because I worked at Taco Bell, and we finished at midnight or one, and we would go visit the Timmy's guys, because I was 18, 19, 20. Because they're still working, because they're lame. Oh, yeah. Because they're some bitches open for 24 hours a day. Yep. And <laughs> if you know anything about the midnight people staff at Timmy's... It's not now, by the way. It is not a 24-hour Timmy's anymore. Oh, it's not? No. Ah, crap. That sucks. I miss 24 hours. Uh, I miss coffee shops right now. That's where I used to always, uh, always, always edit. Sorry, people are sharing my posts. Oh, that's what. That's <laughs> no, my phone just lit up, and I'm like, hey, people are sharing my shit. Okay, that's always, always good. All right, ma'am. 
Uh, I just want to say thank you very, very much for coming on Gilme uh, Talks. You're very welcome, man. Appreciate Anytime. it. Always, a, always, a, always fun. All right, brother. You have a good one.